You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Scott Toll and Madison Toll, the daughter and founder, or co-founders if we want to say it, uh, for an amazing organization that actually just rebranded into, is it Might? Is that That's right? Correct. Might. All right, here we go. So let's talk about it. When you donate to charity, how does it make you feel? Probably pretty good. Donating money to help somebody or contributing to make changes that matters to us will naturally make us feel good. However, when you donate to a charity, especially a big one, you may not actually know where your money is going. Uh, you still get that good feeling from the donation, but the actual impact of that donation will most likely never bake it back to you or make it back to the people that you really want it to go to. Our next guest is out to change that reality. And we do a lot of work with nonprofits, uh, specifically in our business. And this is fascinating. It's something that nonprofits talk about all the time. And I love the nonprofits that we work with that are very transparent about where those donations are going. It's how me and my wife decide on where we where we give our money. And it's amazing to see the contributions that they can make. But there's a lot of people that might not know that. So today, I'm excited to learn more about this. We are here with Madison and Scott. Now, Madison is half of the father-daughter doer of this center for providing transparency for individuals that are hoping to give back to their communities, both locally and globally. And they're here to let us know exactly how your donations are going to impact the world. I think this is a fantastic uh, context and, and opportunity here to talk about this because I think there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this going, you're right. I don't really know where my money goes. And don't you want to know where your money goes? Like if you're giving money, don't you want to know that like I'm actually making an impact? I'm not just paying a CEO so he can make a million dollars. And that might just be non-factual, but that's just my <laughs> thought process, right? That's maybe what I think about when I'm doing it. Uh, so thank you, Scott and Madison. Welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you very yeah, much, Brian. I appreciate that. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you all for being here. Always enjoy, always enjoy opportunities to talk about might. Yeah, and, and we're looking forward to learning a lot more about it. And as Brian said, we we love to give back to the community as a as a piece of our fabric as a company. And um, you know, we we think we line up with the right partners doing the right things, obviously, uh, but we don't always know where all the funds go and sure. who's making what and what actually goes towards the cause and and all those things. So this is this is pretty tremendous. I'm I'm really interested in it. Uh, that all said. Um, how does might help with that uh, effort? That's a big question. You are opening up the door. Yeah, yeah. So, so interestingly, Brian, your 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 intro uh, talked about transparency, and with might, it actually goes a little bit beyond transparency. There's one thing to be transparent with how you know our financials, you know how much we're spending on administration, and everything. Might goes a step further, and we go to awareness. So it's my it's my proposition that donors deserve to know where their where, where their giving is gone, right? It's not only beneficial for uh, for the charity to do that and have that openness, but it's also extremely uh, important for the donor to have it. And I think we're missing that in 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 charity. So uh, the way that we do this is we invest in updating and in bringing back content from the field where we're working with our partners and presenting that to the donor. So there's, if, if you're involved in a MITE project, you're gonna know exactly what's happening on a monthly basis. And then at the end of that project, you are going to have uh, what is one of my favorite pieces of what we do is a celebration video where our staff 
our team has actually gone in field on location and is taking media hours, days of media, and compiling it into a three to four minute video for the donors and presenting that to you. So you get to see the faces of the people in their communities that you've touched. And this is all over the world. We've worked in um, 18 different countries with over 20 uh, different um, infield partners. Um, so, so we have accomplished this and, um, and have, I guess you'd say, scaled it to be able to present every single project, over 50 projects, every single project includes that process. So it's, a, it's transparency, but it's even further, it's awareness. We want to engage the donor by saying, this is exactly what happened with what you gave. I love that. Wow. Now, yeah, Madison, tell us, how did you guys get into this, right? I mean, this sounds like a fantastic idea. Did you guys just give $1,000 to somebody and they're like, where the hell did that money go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about this journey. Turns out only yeah. three of those yeah. went to the uh, cost. Um, well, I feel like that might be a good one for, for my dad to answer, actually, because yeah. it was his, his baby from the beginning. I, I got started at the very beginning when I was 18. Um, yeah, let me. And we have funny stories. Let me that, bring but. it. Let me bring it. If, if you don't mind. Yeah, go please. Let me please. Let, me, let me bring it to where Madison gets engaged in yeah. it. Yeah. So, to Brian, to to, to bring it back, I'm I'm not gonna go. To, well, yeah, I got to go back. So my dad, my dad was a, a depression baby. I'm not going all the way back to the depression, but he was a depression <laughs> baby, and so he grew up in a very poor family in in Detroit, Michigan, and um, he and my mom had lots of kids, and my dad's was. Uh, he was incentivized. He was motivated to have his children not live the life that he lived. And so he had eight kids. I'm the youngest of eight kids. So uh, he and my mom raised their, uh, uh, he and my mom raised their kids. And of course, with eight kids, you know, you're spending everything on the family. You just keep the family going. But my dad was very successful. And so um, later on in life, he was actually had the opportunity to start buying businesses and he became very successful businessman. Well, um, God grabbed a hold of his heart one night at church. There were some missionaries there, and they they had beds. Uh, they needed beds for an orphanage, and um, and we we were there in, in church, and and um, uh, they asked for money for the for the beds, and my dad gave, but he didn't. We didn't have very much money, so he couldn't give very much. A few days after that. He, he uh, we, I remember I was in the garden with my mom in the backyard and uh, we were picking snow peas. I remember, we, it's crazy how, how you remember that stuff. But uh, my dad walked out on the back porch and he said, you know what? He, my mom's my name was Lee. She, he said, Lee, you know, if God would bless us, I would give. And he gave, an, he gave a percentage of what he had, right? I'll give a percent, I'll give this percentage of what I have to God. About two, two or three months later, he was he was uh, forced to resign from his from his executive position at a multinational company, and um, God decided that he wasn't in the right spot. He needed him in, in a different spot. He'd made a commitment. He needed him in a different spot, and so he uh, he goes off and has to go off on his own. Starts buying companies, and he's successful. And these companies turn out to be very successful. Well, when you have, particularly back in the '80s and '90s, when you had a when you had a large amount of uh, uh, income and you wanted to give a percentage of it, you, there wasn't a National Christian Foundation or any kind of community foundations to give to, so you set up your own foundation. So my mom and dad set up a private foundation, <clears throat> and that got me involved. 
When I was 25 years old, my dad asked me to come in and direct that foundation. And that gets us to where Might starts. So it started way back with my dad and the generosity bug hitting him. And then my, my, my parents setting up this foundation that was directed towards helping children. So we would do large projects. We would build orphanages, you know, wings on hospitals and stuff like that. But we did it all over the world. And my job was to go make sure that it, that, that it happened. I would get the blueprint before they would build. I mean, it was that type of insight. And so this was one time I was in Romania in a, in a village called Talmachu where there was an orphanage of about 150 to 200 kids there. And we had just constructed a dining hall um, on, this, on this orphanage. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we were up there and um, we decided to christen the dining hall with the watermelon party. So the, when you're an orphan, you don't get to do a lot of things. You know, you don't go to the beach, you don't go to the, you don't go swimming in pools and stuff like that. And you don't have watermelon parties. So we went down to the local market in, in this little truck and we filled the back of this truck up and drove up the hill and got these watermelons out and started cutting the watermelons up. And my job was to cut the watermelons up and hand them to the kids. And as this was going on, um, at one point, I just kind of stopped and I looked around and the kids were just having a blast. It was amazing. It was just, just an experience that, you know, it was, it's an inspirational situation. I, I noticed something. And when I saw it, I thought, this is absolutely amazing. I get this access, not because I'm giving away my money. I was giving away my parents' money. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get this access because I'm giving large donations. And when I thought that, an inspiration came to me and said, okay, but what about everybody else? What about the guys that are given $5 faithfully? What about the guys who are given $100 a month? What about those guys? You know, what about the people who are dedicated to giving back but they never see it and in that instance and by the way guys this is 1995 so we just have the internet y'all mm -hmm. i mean you just have the internet coming up oh yeah i'm not sure if brian remembers that no, he, I, yeah <laughs> come on i remember that's come about on. when i got my first email yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. aol yeah, so, or whatever yeah yeah so we didn't have we didn't have facebook with steve jobs hasn't done the iphone yet yeah. there's all kinds of things that that we don't have yet but I had the inspiration for this this idea of connecting the donors to the uh, to the um, uh, to their donation, and fast forward, it was about 20 more years. I went into business uh, here. We work out of Belmont, North Carolina, and started internet companies and stuff. And and uh, and about 2015, I had, I had told my kids about the idea of might. And in 2015, my son Andrew came to me and said, "Daddy, it's time for you to start." It's time for you to start that that organization. We got all of this stuff, and I realized he was right. I mean, Facebook. I have I have a channel where I can promote to to the world. Uh, I got a camera in my iPhone that that's better than anything I was carrying around on my shoulder back in the mm -hmm. back in the '90s. So it was all there. Everything was there, and so I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Now, that that led to us setting up Emite, which is now Might, but. Madison, Madison came in and I grabbed her when she, she, well, I'm going to let you go at it, but, but I, I grabbed her and said, Hey, 
let me make you really uncomfortable. Why don't you, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you help me get this thing going? Yeah, he grabbed me before I even knew what I was signing up for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I didn't that's give that's her, how you did. I didn't give her a chance. Yeah, that's how you did. Locked you in. Don't, don't ask questions. <laughs> this is no. going to be awesome. You're no. committed. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So tell us, Madison, how did how did you get involved? Um, you know, at this point, obviously, your your father has created this. Tell us a little bit about your journey getting involved in that. And then I want to dive into it um, because I think there's a lot to learn. I think there's a lot of nonprofit um, leaders that can be listening to this podcast that also can understand how important that is. I will tell you something quickly is an organization we work with, Isabel Santos Foundation, me and um, my wife and our family, we donate to them every single um, every single month. And every single month we get a video from nice. them, right? And, That's awesome. And it's incredible, right? Now, look, I know that they just do the beginning. That's like Brian and Amanda. And then the rest of it is just, you know, but to me, it's super important, right? They, they, they tell you exactly where your money's going. They take you through the hospitals. You get to see the different areas and the different rooms that they've been able to build to battle the type of cancer that Isabella had. And to me, it's just like, it makes me feel even better. And I'm not giving a ton of money, but... I will never not give that money, right? Right. Because I have that personal touch. So yeah. I, I feel that that's very similar. And I've never had that before. It's just been like donate and then like you move on with your life. And yeah. Like, yeah. You never hope you... it helps. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that's what everybody's thinking. Like, well, I mean, there's probably a lot of people right now like, I give a lot of money. I haven't seen a video at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a realization yeah. for a lot of people. This is hitting hard. Revelation. Um, that's right. So tell me, tell us, Madison, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and then, you know, what your role is. And then let's jump, let's jump into Mite. I want to, I want to know exactly what you guys are doing and the impact you're making on the world. Yeah. Um, well, I was 18. I just turned 18. And I was living at home, obviously. I had just spent a few months in Spain um, with my older sister. And I moved back home. My dad just started giving me random tasks for this <laughs> nonprofit. And he, and he told us about the idea and everything. And I thought it sounded great, but I was 18. And um, one of the things about Might is that we have to partner with organizations around the world. Might does not do the work, meaning we aren't out digging the wells. We're not out. Um, you know, being the teachers, teaching the students, whatever it may be, whatever the project is. Um, so we have to find research and vet these organizations and they have to agree to bring us on and to collaborate with us and to have our team go in field and to provide us monthly updates. And there's a list of things that partners have to agree to. Um, and so I remember sitting on my, my bedroom floor at 18, calling up these massive organizations, asking them if they'll do these things. And uh, nobody said yes. No. Um, which nope. is funny nope. because yeah. we were offering to give away money um, and nobody said yes. And so that was difficult for my dad and I to try to figure out, okay, we need someone to partner with to get this thing off the ground. Um, but fast forward, we ended up finding partners mm -hmm. and um, we had probably, what was it, five projects in the first year? Yeah, somewhere. Well, actually, two projects in the, in the original right, year. Right, started but, at the end of yeah, the year. But five yeah, but five year, five projects in that yeah. twelve months. Yeah. Um, and then I actually <laughs> ended up going back to Spain, and I got my business degree in Barcelona, and worked through university. Um, <laughs> that was also very cool and interesting. Yeah. And really went full time at the end of my time there, and we ended up our project director, Milanita Vega, is now based over there. And a majority of our videographers, because another thing that we do is we source and um, produce excellent media, um, are over in Europe. And so it was cool that I ended up being over there because 
we now have projects, you know, a lot of our projects are in Africa. It's easier for our team to travel down there. Fast forward, finished, got my degree, came back over here. And I'd say that's really whenever it kind of started to, to light up. Um, and ever since then, you know, my dad and I have been working side by side. And I feel like we make a pretty good team, so. <laughs> and you're the executive director now. I see. am the executive director. <laughs> and I also so. see that John Martin is on your board. We know John uh, pretty well. John is. YBLA. Yeah, yes. he's uh, awesome. He and his wife, Tammy, have both been on this podcast. Yeah, nice. And we've supported that organization through branded merchandise and sponsorships and things like that. They're yeah. doing big things. So you, you've surrounded yourself with great people. Thank obviously. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, John Martin. Love John. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. He's I a also, sharp guy. He is. Side note. But I also saw that Manny was on your podcast. I listened to his recording. They're a great partner of ours. I just wrote his name down to bring him up in this yes. podcast. Yes. 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 We've yes. had over 50 yeah. or 60 yeah. nonprofits yeah. Uh, on yeah. the podcast. Very cool. yeah. We love helping sort of connect those dots. And right. Yeah. All of yeah. That. Manny's awesome, and his story is incredible, yeah. right? It but is. It, but he's it, it seems to me like Samaritan's Feet and what Manny has been able to create is very similar, like an organization that you would want to help out, right? Like somebody that has, has it's all, it doesn't matter how big he gets or, or like he says, how many presidents he has in his phone. He's still Manny, right? Mm-hmm. And it still comes down to cleaning feet and, and helping people and putting shoes on people's feet. And his story is amazing. So that's so cool that you guys have now been able to connect into organizations like that. I, I want to I know, so like, we always talk about in Charlotte, and, and I'll be honest, I when I, give donations a lot of it is to local charities right when i look at the world as a whole it's like what am i gonna do you know like yeah i know there's people all over the world that need help but how do i know like how do i know where that money's gonna go and you guys are bridging that gap so tell us a little bit about how that works for somebody that might be in charlotte north carolina but now i can help you know an orphanage in romania and and then be able to not only help but see what those results are right that opens up the whole a whole different experience for me now it's like i want to be able to go to atrium and see you know the new room that isabella just created right mm-hmm. right but there's needs all over the world so i don't know this is like fascinating to me <laughs> yeah well i guess i'll start it off and then you can fill it in thank you um but yeah i think what is one thing that you just said that is definitely important that you might i think does it or might does is we fill in the gap so we fill in the gap between several things we fill in the gap between people like yourselves who know that there are needs that need addressed around the world but may not know where to go um there it's it's so immense and i think especially this touches on people who may not be able to give a ton you know students who only have ten dollars to give a month they're like what is my little going to do and will i even see where it goes and i really find that my is a great you know service for that because our team is the one that does all the hassle of finding the nonprofits that you know and we have this process it's called the might process and it takes it's a very very extensive process of how we find these organizations we make sure that their finances are are clear we make sure that their leadership is um, has been there for a while we make sure that their programs are sustainable that they use people from the country instead of using you know westerners that go over every once in a while and then leave once it's done um, so I feel like people can definitely use my as a resource for their giving and then on top of that and something that my you know my dad did touch on in the beginning is that our follow-up is just insane it's insane. You mentioned that they send um, the Isabella, sorry, remind me of this. Isabella Santos Foundation. It was yeah. Isabella Santos Foundation, that they send you the video. We love hearing that. 
I want to hear that from more organizations. Absolutely. We want to instill that and be an inspiration, just like they are, for other organizations to treat their donors you know, the way they should be treated. You should get a video every single month if you're giving a monthly donation. Um, but <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> the person the pudding. I don't know why you. I don't know why you wouldn't. It, it really. I mean, look. I'm. I'm. I, I experience it every month, and every time I, I I click it and I watch the video, and it makes me happy that I give to that nonprofit. Right. right? Absolutely. I, I'm not going to say that if I didn't get the video, I wouldn't give. Right. But if I'm giving money that's automatically withdrawn from my account every single month, and nine months go go by, and I haven't heard anything. Guess what? I might be having a conversation with another nonprofit and that money right. might shift, right? But now I feel like I'm part of it. I get to see exactly what is happening every single month and it makes you feel good. But ultimately it's like, I know my money is going to a good cause and, and they're reconfirming that right. um, all the time. So and it's, it's, so un, it's so important for you, Brian. I mean, I, I think we overlook this at times. It is okay, guys, for us to benefit from our charity. It's okay to be charitable and to have positive effects on us. Understanding and knowing what's going on with your donation has a positive effect. When you give, they talk about the uh, the endorphins, you know, the, the endorphin relief that comes from being from from being gener uh, generous. They have all kinds of studies about the health benefits. There's, I mean, you know, the broadened horizons is one of the things we like to talk about. If you give to Emite, we work in 18 different countries. We're going to report to you what goes on in 18 different countries. That gives you a broader horizon of what's going on. You're gonna see photos. One of, the, one, of the, one of the celebration videos that was done was in, um, was in Ghana, and we had a tri they, did a, they did a celebration. By the way, when these places we go to, they are, they're out there, man. They're, they're some of the most, they're some of the most, we got, we got tons of stories on that side, but they, I mean, we are, we are way out there. We're working with organizations that they're not a they're not a uh, a UNICEF or a or a, a large organization. These are grassroots people who are accomplishing missions that are unbelievable. I can we can tell you about some of those. But um, uh, I'm going to get I just got off track now. Now I've lost my train of thought. But uh, but I but it's so important um, that we understand that there is a benefit to giving, and if if in charity we can we can um, connect that donor with their with their gift and with the result of their gift, then that benefit is exponentially grown in the, in the donor's life. And so um, it's so important what you're saying about that, but I don't want, I, I don't want, Madison mentioned the MITE process, guys. I wanna make sure I'm a real operations guy. I, I, I like that kind of stuff, you know? So I don't wanna, I don't wanna over, overlook this. Our, the MITE process takes anywhere from three to six months. It is an intense due diligence period. Most peoples will not do the due diligence that we do on charities. They won't do it for a company that they're going to buy. I mean, we go, we go deep. And so when you, when you say, how, how do I in Charlotte, how do I know that my money's being used in, in Ghana, Africa, or in Uganda, or in India, or wherever, you know, wherever we're working? How, how do you know? Well, I can tell you that we know that because of the organizations. We have vetted them. We'll do... Uh, last year we did we we vetted over 80, 80 or organizations. We worked with eight, wow. so we're wow. at a, so ninety percent. Now that doesn't mean that all of the other ones were bad. It just meant that they couldn't work within the framework for us to deliver what we needed to deliver to our donors. So that's a I mean that's a that's an incredible amount of of due diligence that goes into that. 
And what we end up with is the ideal partner for our donors for our, for, to, to ensure that you get the absolute most bang for your buck, your donation uh, in the field. What's the ratio? Is it like 20% cost, 80% actually goes towards the calls? Um, is there, what, during your vetting process, like wh- what is that ratio? Yeah. Uh, what should it be? <laughs> well, we a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there are some organizations that I think achieve that, like through just everyone's a volunteer, like Cookies for Kids Cancer, yes. I think is one of them. Yep. Uh, but I don't think many exist because there's costs associated with doing business. There so, is. Right? Mm-hmm. There is absolutely cost associated. Now, with the organizations that we deal with, we like to see um, we we like to see about an eighty percent, eighty twenty percent, eighty yeah. programs twenty percent. Um, administrative, um, there, there, there can be reasons that you go below eighty, um, and and those certainly got to take into account. I mean, when a when an organization is growing like our organization, for example, here, I'm, I'm turning a mirror on ourselves. As you grow, those administrative costs are actually they're they're actually a greater burden than on your program, right? Because yeah. you got to get the word out like you guys are you guys are doing it's awesome we know that (laughs) you're familiar you're familiar so so there are influences on that but what we look at is like an 80 20 rule um uh in our i will tell you in our instance scott and i'm this is isn't directly what you're asking but i want to make sure to clarify this in our instance um 100 of our donors donations when they give to a project 100 percent goes to the project goes in field now a project for us is not only the funding of the project but the execution we have a responsibility to deliver back to you that content that's going to tie you to your donation that's part of a project our projects last anywhere between uh one and six months a long one would be six months and so um so in that time frame we are funding the project with the partner. We're, we're uh, doing all of the updating. We've got the team in field. We're producing the video. And all of that is the project. Everything outside of that, all the due, dilig- due diligence that we're talking about, anything that's administrative, any type of LR development work and fundraising, all of that is funded outside of the projects. So, um, so while our, our budget may be 80-20, as an organization, as far as a donor is concerned, when you give to a project um, due to some generous private donors, 100% of it goes into doing those programs. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Really so cool. it's a great setup, and, and we're blessed to have it. And uh, and it's awesome for our donors. I like it. It's nice and clean. Hey, yeah. I'm given to uh, I'm given to help uh, these boys in 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 Honduras uh, get meals. 100% of it goes in. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have done an amazing job on your rebrand. Go to uh, mike.org and check it out. Um, it's fascinating. You can track your impact around the world. 90,000 people impacted, 22 partner organizations, 18 countries. Um, and one of the things that um, that you guys talk about is choose a product that matters to you. And I want to read this real quick. It says, at Might, we connect givers with worthy causes, helping fund the missions of trusted nonprofits doing incredible charity work across the globe by directing donations to projects that matter. Together, we hope in motion and charity in action, changing the world one person and one community at a time. And it really is charity in action that can be a life-changing experience. And just logging on here for the first time, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, start tracking and then it says i had to log in so i gotta get i gotta get set up um i'm already ready to track but but this is really really neat so t- how 
is it directing people to this website to learn more about you from if you want to give, if you want to learn more about it? And then on the other side of it, look, I know that you guys are so selective through your process, but what if there are nonprofits out here that we're listening or executive directors that would say, hey, I want to I want to learn more about my and maybe they're not the right organization, but maybe they can connect with you to learn how maybe they can incorporate some of of your ideas into what they do, because I, I think you guys are changing it, like yeah. the change in the game. And that's fascinating. Right. Yeah, you can do that all through might.org. Um, people can definitely give through there. You Once you log in, very easy. You can see all of our active projects and our past projects. You can see the updates, um, the celebration videos, the media, all of it in your account. Uh, you also have, say you sign up for monthly giving, you have a giving program, and so you know exactly when you're going to be charged and what it's going to be directed towards. And then for nonprofits that are locally or, I mean, I don't know who listens. I'm assuming lots of people listen to your podcast. So people all over, nonprofits millions, all over. <laughs> millions. Like I said, Let's go Rogan. Well, there we go. <laughs> we don't want to brag, but. <laughs> um, they can, there is a section on there that says join us and they can fill out a form, send us their information. Our team will go through our normal might process, do a research and vet. And then if they pass that stage, we will, or that phase, we will then reach out to them and start to establish a project. And now you guys are global, but you do have some organizations here locally. One, I believe being CMS, is that correct? We did, we we worked with CMS during the, uh, during the pandemic. That was a, that was an interesting, it was a a, a a face mask. Yep. Unique unique, unique project. We've done, uh, we've done hurricane relief um, in, in Houston. Uh, We've done homeless care um, in, in the United States. So we, we, we do do things right now. We have a project with shining hope farms, right. In, uh, in, in Mount Holly. Awesome. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, we do some things, some things locally. And I think, uh, Brian, if you don't mind, I'm going to, again, I'm going to elaborate on something. Um, uh, one of the other things that's really cool about what Mike does, I think at times we put, uh, we put the onus on, on the organizations that have these awesome missions. Um, they're doing absolutely amazing work, right? They're they're helping they're helping people at the point of need, but we also require them to also uh, give give us a dog and pony show. You've got to tell us about you know what what you're doing and everything, um, and uh, and and uh, so they not only have to be nonprofits, but they also have to be these fundraisers. They have awesome marketing arms, and um, and so uh, for us. The great another aspect of might which wasn't in the original program i didn't know it was going to be this way but we become these partners that open up a whole new uh um, uh, community of donors to these to these nonprofits. the fantastic thing for our donors is is that once again they're funding the mission of an organization that is in field understands has boots on the ground and we don't understand i mean it's so important when you're working overseas to work with someone that is there and understands the people, they understand the community that they're working with. That ensures us as might that, and you as a donor, that your, your funds are going to be used to the best of their abilities, right? We don't come in and say, hey, uh, uh, ABC charity, we want you to do this. That's not the way it goes. We come in and we say, ABC charity, what is it that you're doing? And is there any way that we can work together to form a project that we can present to our donors to engage them in what you're doing? And then we spend the next, you know, one to six months reporting to our donors on the work that that charity is doing. That's a 
that's a fantastic PR arm. I mean, <laughs> it is really, really cool. It is cool. It's it's it, and it's a it's a feature of it that that we hadn't planned, but it's awesome. Yeah. And is it, do you do? And pardon me, this might be a dumb question, but do you do any work within the United States in regards to some of the charities you're given to? Yeah. So or is it mainly international, global type stuff? Yeah. So we so we do we do. Uh, a number of different projects within the United States, or have done, I should say, have done a number of different projects. So, the, so uh, we have we have uh, one organization called Homeless at Heart. We've done work with them in uh, Atlanta as well as in Texas, um, and ministering to the homeless communities. We've done uh, ministry to the homeless communities in Baltimore, um, and this and this may involve. Uh, uh, um, delivering uh, love love packages. Um, uh, it, you know. Um, uh, there was a, a one of them, one of them was uh, warm warm blankets and and uh, and winter gear during during the during the cold times um, and so so there's those type of outreaches we've done hurricane relief we we did the we did uh, we worked with uh, uh, getting watered into Houston Texas after Hurricane Harvey um, and as I mentioned we we also right now are working with an organization that does therapeutic horse back riding for children um with uh with disabilities. disabilities and they're over in mount holly so they're right awesome. down the road from us yeah. which is which is we love those opportunities to do that to do that type of work and you mentioned there may be charities listening there may be individuals listening as well who know charities mm-hmm. so you can go on our website and you can submit a charity and say hey do you um, um uh, check these guys out and we'll check them out and uh, and and that that opens up opportunities for us to to uh, to work as yeah, well. Yeah, we love referrals. We, <laughs> we do. We do. I, we do too. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's I'll, good. Warm for, intro. It's, it's good. So great. It's good yeah. for business. That's right. Hundred percent. You know, I, relationship people is all about their relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I'm um, I mentioned this probably every podcast, but I I'm a father. I have two boys, a four and a two year old, and and my parents both grew up in families that. They didn't have a lot of money. There really wasn't a lot of opportunity. It was very difficult for both of them, but they gave me and my brother an amazing life, right? And they taught us how to be parents and how to be good people. And I just think it's fascinating that you learned that from your dad um, through a lot of different things. And then now, Madison, you've come on and done that. And I, I think that's like the goal in life of like being a parent, right? And, and, and now I'm thinking in the back, like, I'm like, man, I got to do some more. I got to make sure my kids are not assholes. You know what I mean? Um, but, but that's something that you should be proud of. And, and Madison, you obviously, as you get older and, and if you have kids, I don't know if you have kids, I'm sorry if I'm saying that. If you don't, but, don't. you know, in the future, you know, that's something that you guys will continue to pass down, right? Everybody talks about creating wealth and it, for their families. But I think the real goal of a family is to create generations of people that give back, that love themselves, that love their community, that love their neighbors, that do good. And if you do that, then, then that's the family tree you can be proud of, right? Everybody can make money, but it's what do you do with that? Um, but I think with you guys, that's a prime example of how that's gone down from your father. And I'm sure he, he got some of that from his father. You know, you don't know where that really starts, but everybody can start at one point as a father or as a, as a mother. And I think you guys are that prime example. That's really cool. It is. It is so cool. And, and I mean, you are spot on, Brian. I, I, I don't. Don't get too big of a head, but you are. You are. <laughs> I already you got are. a big head. Have <laughs> yeah. you, you seen this thing? I got a. I got a whole. I got a huge head. <laughs> we sell a thousand hats, and only one of them. <laughs> I, sell, I sell the hell out of that hat, though. <laughs> oh, you have a big 
head. I got the head. Yeah, Scott would be like, uh, Brian, I need you in here. We got a big head in the showroom. Oh, uh, all right. Well, uh, here you go. Uh, I was just going to say that that you hit the nail on the head. Look at our our objective. And by the way, all the projects that we're talking about, these are all byproducts of of us doing our job. Our job is to minister to donors. We are a ministry to donors. Everything we're talking about is a byproduct, right? And so we're doing these projects because when a donor gives you money, you have to have somewhere to give it to. So, sure. so our real objective is to encourage people in, in giving. We, we, we call it spreading the joy of giving because there is a joy in giving. We, we, we've kind of highlighted that. But it's to spread that joy of giving. We want other people to experience it. And guys, that's really, really important to us. I think us as a society. I think in our society, we've we've come to a point where, when you were a kid, you probably heard about you know it's better to give than receive. You may you may have heard it as an adult. It's better to give than receive. Quite frankly, I'm not sure that people are aware of that anymore, and I'm not sure that it's a that it is a um, it's a standard anymore that that's the case. In fact, I would say in a lot of instances we've gone to a point where it's better to take than it is to give. That's bad. It's unfortunate. That's very, very bad for our society. So giving, so us understanding that generosity is important and gratitude is important, is really important, is, 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 is vital. Let's say, let, let, I, I, would, I would suggest that it's vital. And, and the key thing is what you're saying is, is it's generational. Our kids learn from us. And how do they learn to give? How do they learn to be generous? They engage with it, with us in it, right? We have an opportunity to give. And even if it's a small amount, it doesn't have to be huge. The mite, I don't know if y'all are aware, but the M-I-T-E is, is a, is a, it comes from a story in, in, uh, or an account in Mark 12 where a widow gave a mite, which was two small copper coins in the Roman. She was in Jerusalem. I'm, I'm really quickly, why am, I, why am I going so fast through that? <laughs> anyway, it's a very interesting account. It's in Mark 12 in the Bible, and Jesus makes it very intentional. But he, he points out the widow who gave a small mite, who gave a small donation and said it's the largest one because she gave out of her need. Um, and she, so our kids don't have to see us give huge things, put names on, on, on buildings and stuff like that. They need to see us faithfully giving. And that will promote within them the heart to give. My dad gave me a gift, as you said, Brian. He gave me a gift. And that gift was generosity, and it has now transferred to my kids. And guys, it's as important as any of the other treasures that were given to me by my, by my parents. That's a, that's a real important thing for us to understand as family units, as, as adults who are bringing up those behind us. We have to tr- teach our kids and show them how to do generous, uh, to do giving, to do yeah. giving. And it's important, Very right? Important. Yes, it is. <laughs> Y'all are incredible. This is <laughs> why we, I, start, I, I say this a lot again, but this is why we started the podcast. Like yeah. there are yeah. so many amazing things and, and impacts that this city, this small city of Charlotte makes all over the world. And it's just amazing. Um, I know I'd asked you guys, um, Best way is it is it mike.org everybody go there um, to get more information and, and can they get in contact with you if they want to if they want to call you or you know have a personal phone call? <laughs> <laughs> we love oh, per- yeah. we love personal yes. phone calls, right? For sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, mike.org is a great place. We, our email is on there so okay. they can contact us that way. They can call us. Yeah. We love we love sitting down and meeting people. We oh, love yeah. having dinners with people. 
Have you guys spoke at conferences, like like big nonprofit conferences before? Because I feel like you need to. <laughs> yes. You have? We're getting no, into we that. No, yeah. we haven't. All right, you need old. to. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to figure out the biggest yeah. one and throw you right on that stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, it's it's changing the perspective, right? Like, like we Like Scott said, we've had over probably now close to 70 out of our 256 episodes have been nonprofits. Right. Right. And it's amazing to, to, to see what people are trying to do. But there's a lot of of questions, right? They, they, a lot of them might not have all those answers. I think you guys are creating something that can be amazing, whether they partner with you or not, right? right? They can learn from this right. and take things around that. And I think that's really, really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it, as Madison said earlier, it's not our objective. It's not our objective to make might this massive thing, mm -hmm. right? We want it, We want all charities to engage in this. There, there is, there is a, there's a need for, for, for charities to treat their donors in a manner. It's available to us now. Right. Um, you just have to put forth the effort to do it. And we're, I, I mean, I wouldn't call us trailblazers, but I would say we're, we're showing a path of how you can get it done. Yep. Right. And so, and so uh, I, we would love to talk to conferences. If you know any, let me know. <laughs> I'll do some research. I'll do some research. Thank you um, for that. Yeah. Well, Scott and Madison, it's been a, a pleasure to meet you and to see what you're doing. I can't wait to dive in more and, and, and learn more. Go on the website um, when we're off air. Um, but like we always say, please like, share, comment. If, if you're an executive director that has worked with us or if you know anybody from a nonprofit standpoint that would be interested in this or at least learning more, please get them in touch with, with me and Scott. We'll get you guys in touch with, with Scott or Madison. Uh, but go to, to mite.org. Check out everything. It's really fascinating. And, and like, you know, this is one of those stories that comes out of Charlotte that needs more conversation, right? It needs more <laughs> uh, attention in my mind because this is something that literally can change the world. Uh, and I mean, that's incredible. Yes. Right? So, yeah. um, that was, that's all I got. I, I, I got nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, pretty but, cool. well, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you guys because y'all know, y'all know how important it is. You guys are in the, you guys are in the promotional business. So, uh, you know how important it is for small organizations yeah. like us to have a voice. And, and we, and we really are thankful that you had us on here. Thank you so much, Scott and Brian. Thank Absolutely. You. It was our pleasure. Uh, like always, please like, share, comment again. Um, thank you, Scott and Madison, uh, Go check them out. And thank you so much for joining us until next time you've been listening to this episode of the brand builders podcast. You've been listening to the brand builders podcast brought to you by the Dunstan group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.